0: In my love.
1: You can contact the program by calling 866 41 Abide or by visiting us on the web at PastorWood.org. And now, here's your host, Jim Wood.
0: Recently, I had the opportunity and privilege of leading the church retreat for the Montreat Church in Montreat, North Carolina. Um, I love those brothers and sisters in Christ and it is a joy to fellowship with them and it was a joy to speak to them this evening I'm going to be sharing some of the message that I preached in the Montreat Church on the Sunday following that church retreat it's entitled what did you expect and I hope that it will be an encouragement to you as you listen to God's Word I was young once seated right over there and a famous minister who was the head of a large evangelistic organization, not Billy Graham, was the guest preacher. And he made a statement that shocked me. He said a lot of very good things that day, but one thing he said really kind of broke my heart. What he said was, I really believe if we simply knew how to present the gospel correctly, everybody would want to be saved. Now the problem I have with that is that it contradicts Jesus and the Apostle Paul and the rest of the Bible. Okay? Because what God tells us about ourselves in His Word is that we have this problem, sin, that isn't just things we do that we ought not to do, and things that we ought to do that we fail to do, and attitudes that we cherish that we ought not to have. But we have a problem, sin, that ultimately is a manifestation of a heart problem where we are born spiritually dead. And that enmity against God, that is hostile toward him, toward the truth. John chapter 3, this is the judgment. The light has come into the darkness, and men preferred the darkness, because their deeds are evil. So I would suggest to you this morning that one of the problems we've had for at least 50 years among so-called evangelical movements and groups, and churches, is that we've had sort of a sales approach. And we do what we have to do, and we say what we have to say in order to get the numbers up, get the smiles on, get everybody happy. Now, you see, there's a fundamental problem when our concern in our approach to ministry is... Sales-driven. Because what we need, as much as we want to call people to Christ, is to call people to Christ. Understand? And here's what Jesus said about himself. He came to bring division. That's what he said. He said that if people really get to know who he is, some will follow him and some will hate him and those who hate him will hate those who follow him with that in mind i ask you to please open your bibles to 1 peter chapter 4 beginning in verse 12 this is god's word dear friends do not be surprised at the painful trial you are suffering as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice that you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed. For the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. If you suffer, it should not be as a murderer or a thief or any other kind of criminal, or even as a meddler. However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. For it is time for judgment to begin with the family of God, and if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if it is hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become? of the ungodly and the sinner. So then, those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. May God add his blessing to this reading from his holy and inspired word. This morning's message is entitled, What Did You Expect? What Did You Expect? Now, what I'm about to recount to you is not a political statement. That's not what this is about. I simply want to tell you about my fascination with a governor on the East Coast who has taken lots of heat as he has explained to government employees and union employees and so on, I'm very sorry that you believed the false promises of people who knew they were telling you things they couldn't deliver on. But I am here to give you the truth. We cannot pay you what you've been promised. Well people in the crowd are angry and they're yelling at the governor and they're saying you can't do this! And he's saying back to them, sometimes very curtly, I don't blame you for being angry, but stop being angry at me. I'm not the one who lied to you. I'm the one who's telling you the truth. I don't blame you for being angry. You were lied to. But if somebody gives you fraudulent currency and the bank doesn't honor it, Don't be mad at the bank. Brothers and sisters, I hope and I pray that this congregation is filled with people who believed what Jesus said about what it is to follow him. Because if you believed that, and if you give your life to Christ... The sky will be blue and the grass will be green and you will have a happy feeling every day, knowing that you are never alone and that nothing can harm you. Well, it's true, nothing can harm you, but the skies will not always be blue and the grass will not always be green, and in fact, you may get weeds where you thought you planted good seed. Do you remember Jesus' story about the man who sowed seed and while men slept? The enemy came and sowed bad seed, and up came the weeds. Peter, writing to the Christians, says, Dear friends, he's not putting them down, but he's calling them to reality. Do not be surprised at the painful trial you are suffering as though something strange were happening to you. My brothers and sisters at Montreat Presbyterian Church, Do not be surprised at the painful trial that you are suffering, as though something strange were happening to you. Hey, what's this? I thought if I did the right thing, things would go smoothly, and that we only get in trouble when we do the bad stuff. Now, I've got to tell you, as a parent, I've been guilty, I'm sure, of sometimes giving my kids that impression. Not just regarding the things of God, but basically, you know, don't stick your finger in a socket because if you do, you'll get a major shock, all right? You don't want to do that. Basically, if you follow mom's and dad's rules, you are less likely to get hit by cars, electrocuted, stung by bees, etc. If you see a hornet's nest, do not play with it. You know, we we try to teach our kids, very rightly, we try to teach our kids to obey us so that they avoid the bad stuff and so that they enjoy the good stuff. Don't touch that. It's hot. Okay? Eat this. It is good for you. It will make you strong. Right? I mean, whoever said to their child, eat this. It will taste terrible. Okay, now it might taste terrible to a child, but we tell the child to think long term. Eat this, it will make you strong, right? Don't eat that, it will rot your teeth, right? So we tend to grow up, if we have good parenting, with a predisposition to view our behavior as controlling outcomes this way. If I do the right thing, I get happy outcomes. If I do the wrong thing, I get unhappy outcomes. That's a very understandable mindset. The problem is, when it comes to the things of God, Scripture, Christianity, we've got to think long term. It is still true that if you trust in Jesus Christ, you will enjoy heaven forever. But Jesus said concerning those who were interested in following him, you need to know what you're getting into. In Luke chapter 9, verse 22, And he said, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, and he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Then he said to them all, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will save it. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world, yet lose or forfeit his very self? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his glory and in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. Wow. So Jesus says, I'm about to be crucified, and if anyone wants to follow me, you better be ready to die. And if you try to save your life, you're going to lose it. The only people who are going to find life are those who lay their life down. Well, Maybe Jesus is just having a tough day. Chapter 14 of Luke's Gospel. Luke 14, 25. Large crowds were traveling with Jesus, and turning to them, he said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, his wife and children, his brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, He cannot be my disciple. And anyone who does not carry his cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Wow. Verse 33 In the same way, any of you who does not give up everything he has cannot be my disciple. How's that for a sales pitch? You like that? I've never seen a little tract that says, have you heard what Jesus says about eternal life? It'll cost you everything. Because we want people to know Jesus paid it all. Well, it's true. Jesus paid the price, but you can't receive him while you're still holding on to this. you got to lay your life down in order to receive his life. you got to let go of everything in order to receive that which really is life. But we want people to think they can have their cake and eat it, too. Jesus had a different approach. Jesus said, they hate me, and they're going to hate you. If you follow me, you can expect persecution. In this life, you will have tribulation, but be of good courage. I've already overcome the world. Hi, this is Jim Wood with Abiding in Christ. As our financial year comes to a close on December 31st, we would be especially grateful to hear from you. This broadcast is funded by the generosity of God's people. And whether you use the postal service or give securely online by going to PastorWood.org or call us at 866 41 Abide, in any case, we're grateful for gifts large and small. Every gift matters and we're trusting God to reward you. He promised he will. To step out of my comfort zone Into the realm of the unknown Where Jesus is And he's holding out his hand I I would be totally misleading you if the message that you got this morning is, Oh, you don't want to be a Christian. It's really tough being a Christian. I don't think you want to be a Christian. I... I was thinking about being a Christian, then I heard that wood fella, and boy, I'm glad. (laughs) Saved me from a big mistake. Boy, I didn't... Okay, well, if you're concerned about comfort in this life and popularity and acceptance, then you don't want to be a Christian. And you're going to spend eternity in hell. And that's a lot longer than this life, in case you haven't done the math. Okay? But if you realize that men are like grass. That this life is over like that. And you're concerned about being reconciled to the creator of the universe who is also the Lord and judge before whom you will stand and give an account. And you realize that you have, like me, broken his laws and you deserve his wrath. But somebody told you that it's possible to be forgiven and to receive not just a pardon, but adoption into the family of God, whereby God doesn't just say, all right, I'll let you off this time. He says, come. I love you. I want you to spend forever in my home, as my child, as my heir, all things are yours The stuff that no one else can give you and no one else can imagine, I have prepared for you. Come, receive life. But to receive it, you've got to let go of the games. You can't keep posing and pretending. You can't keep trying to convince yourself and others that you're a pretty good person. I know I've made mistakes, but basically, I always try to do the right thing. Oh, self-righteousness? Yes, I can compete in that. I deserve hell. I need a Savior. God loved me and loved you so much that he sent his Son. To do for us what we could never do for ourselves or one another. Jesus took up his cross and died so that we could live. But he says to us, if you want to follow me, it involves a cross. Every day. Every day. You're going to have to die to self. You're going to have to receive my life. You're going to have to trust in me. And don't be surprised when they hate you. Because if you really stand for the gospel, Montree Church, there are going to be people who are going to hate you for it. There will be. Jesus said so. I'm not making that up. Jesus said that if you do the right thing, it's going to be costly. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised as if something strange were happening to you. But what do you do? Well, rejoice that you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. I love that term, overjoyed. Okay, over. how is it possible to be overjoyed? I mean, joyful, yeah, I got that, but overjoyed, yeah, it means you're just, it's just, It's like being baptized in joy. And I don't mean sprinkled. (laughs) I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. (laughs) It's like like you're flooded with joy, and it's flowing over, and it's just, ah! Overjoyed when his glory is revealed. Do you realize that that harks right back to the passage in Luke, what Jesus said about his glory being revealed? and that it's in that context that we go ahead and take up our cross, because we know that this is temporary? It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. Right? You're blessed, he says. So praise God, for it's time for judgment to begin with the family of God. And if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? So, verse 19 of 1 Peter chapter 4. So then, those who suffer according to God's will. Did you hear that? Those who suffer according to God's will. How can it be God's will for me to suffer? It is. It's for our good. He's refining us. He's cleansing us. He's strengthening us. Our faith being tested is essential to develop perseverance. It's essential. It's not, well, that's one of the methods God uses. It's a method that God always uses. It's not the only method he uses, but it is one of the ones that is a required course. Okay? It's part of the core curriculum. You have to go through suffering. One of the manifestations of God's character in us, the fruit of the Spirit, is long suffering. You cannot have long suffering without suffering long. Okay? I'd like the fruit of the Spirit light, please. (laughs) Okay? Trying to cut back on calories, (laughs) spiritual calories. I want to be holy, but not too holy. All right? And so I was thinking instead of long suffering, maybe I could have short suffering? Or. No suffering, if you offer that, he doesn't offer that. Long suffering, part of the deal, part of the package. I don't know when I've heard a preacher who is more encouraging to me. (laughs) Hey, I'm just believing in truth and advertising. If we're going to do sales, let's do it right. Let's tell the truth. Let's say what Jesus said. There's a cross. So what should you do? Those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator. He is faithful, and he is the creator. That means he's, I mean, there is no other court of appeal, right? He created the whole universe. So who else are you going to go to? I'd like a transfer to another universe, please. He created everything. So commit themselves to their faithful creator and what? Continue to do good. See, beloved, what the devil wants to do when we suffer is persuade us that we don't want to do that again. Okay? I tried doing what I thought God wanted me to do, and people laughed at me. I don't ever want to do that again. No, you need to continue to do good. I tried helping that person, and they were totally ungrateful. Really made me angry. Well, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. You want to be like him? Well, not if it involves being on a cross. Well, it does. It does. If you do the right thing, People will mock you. They may spit on you. They may take your shirt and gamble over which one gets to keep it. Jesus said, come, follow me, and experience real life. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I've already overcome the world. I'm calling you to glory. 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 Do you understand what glory is? Glory is God's likeness. That's what it is. Daxa. It is the manifestation of God. That's what he's calling us to.
1: You are listening to Abiding in Christ with Pastor Jim Wood. This program is paid for by the generous donations of listeners like you. You can hear Pastor Wood's teachings 24 hours a day, seven days a week at pastorwood.org. And when you visit pastorwood.org, we would greatly appreciate it if you would tell us a little bit about yourself and if possible, also make a donation to this ministry. So please visit pastorwood.org today or give us a call at 866-41-ABIDE.
0: You've been listening to Abiding in Christ. If you have questions that you'd like for us to tackle on the program or comments you want to make, I want to invite all of you to contact us at 866-41-ABIDE. That's our toll-free number, 866-41-ABIDE, or contact us on the web at pastorwood.org. That's pastorwood.org.